The views expressed in the following program do not necessarily represent those of the staff, management, or owners of WGBB. It is time for Streetwise with former chief of the New York City Sheriff's Department, former chief of the Seagate Police Department, retired New York City detective, Time Warner Public Access Media Award, Joe Franklin Super Excellence in Broadcasting Memory Lane Award, New York Veteran Police Association Streetwise Production, host of Streetwise, Mr. Lou Tarano. For the memory of sentimental verse, nothing in my purse, and chuckles when the preacher said, for better or for worse. Yeah, hi, uh, Lou Talana, welcome back. Uh, thanks for the memories. Uh, every year uh, we pay tribute here on Streetwise to uh, some people, well-known people, uh, by the way, that's obviously that's Bob Hope singing in the background, but I can't think of the young lady who's singing with him. That's a duet. Probably one of the young ladies that went on the tour with him when he was over, either in World War II, Korea, or Vietnam, and even the Gulf War. So uh, we're paying tribute, and I say we. I have a special co-host and guest this evening, uh, and everyone knows him, uh, Richie Ornstein, the big O. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me, Lou Talano. I don't know if everybody knows me. As long as you know me, that's all I need. That, well, that's everybody. <laughs> hey, you well, got it. Not, well, it's actually nobody. <laughs> anyway, so, but, uh, of course, Richie, who else to have uh, talking about the actors, actresses, dignitaries, politicians, and people that we've known throughout, throughout the many years than Richie Ornstein, who was the producer, director of the famous icon of radio and television, Joe Franklin. So, Rich, uh, so welcome to the show. Well, I thank you for having <laughs> me. I always love being with you, Lou. You do a fabulous job, and we enjoy it, and everybody listening. Should I start off going, my friends, welcome to <laughs> Rich Oh, my God. My friends, this is me and you walking yeah. down memory lane. I, You know, I think what we, we, we mentioned before we went on the year, uh, Oh, it's the one-year anniversary. We're going to sp- pay special tribute to Detective Stephen McDonald, 59 years old, three-quarter of his life, 30 years. He was confined to a wheelchair when he was shot uh, by a suspect, robbery suspect in Central Park many years ago. And it's the one-year anniversary, and even though he didn't pass away last year, it's it's, it's about uh, a year and uh, several weeks and uh, a great thing happened during his life. His wife was pregnant. She's the she is the mayor of Malvern here in Nassau County. Uh, his son grew up on Stephen McDonald's lap, and the only way Stephen McDonald, who was actually surviving, he was paralyzed from the neck down, is moving his head and nodding his head, banging his son's head, and. His son was just promoted recently, right? Rich, the sergeant, NYPD. That's right. He Isn't did a great? great job. Imagine that. He, when he, he was, wasn't even born when his father was paralyzed. And anyway, we want to just special, special tribute to Mr. and Mrs. McDonald and uh, I guess Stephen McDonald Jr., I, I guess. so. Uh, well, he's not Stephen McDonald Jr. He was named after the Cardinal, oh, I believe, at that right. time. Cardinal O'Connell. Right. Oh, no, no. O'Con- O'Connor. O'Connor. Right. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah, but but uh, still, he did a fantastic job. And growing up like that, uh, Lutalano, as we know, a man in a wheelchair for all those years, a cop that gave his life for the city, uh, he was just an incredible man, and he forgave the perpetrator. And I don't know how he did it, but uh, he, forgave he had him. his reason. Yeah, he forgave and, him, and, uh, pretty much. Yes, uh, uh, but ironically, the perpetrator got into an accident right after he got out of jail, and he passed away immediately. Uh, yeah, he was killed in a motorcycle accident. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, all right. So, a special tribute to the McDonald family. Now, there, there's so many. Uh, actually, it's a list of uh, top people, Rich, that die. We can go into Roger Moore, 89 years old, 007. Uh, even though he wasn't the original or the first, he was excellent, wasn't he? Oh, he was one of the best. Sean Connery, I believe, was the first one. Absolutely. Who's still around and doing terrific. Yeah. But uh, Roger Moore, handsome man, great shape. Actually, he played the saint That's on right. television yes. Yes. before yes. he played Roger Moore. I mean, he played a few things, but that was a popular show. Yeah, I used to enjoy it. And it was a private eye in that, close to being a, the... Uh, uh, James Bond, 007 spy. Yeah, so a tribute to him. Uh, Jerry Lewis. How could you not know Jerry Lewis, right, Rich? Everyone knew Jerry Lewis. And I remember when he first was teamed up with Dean Martin mm. and Jerry Lewis. And Lou Tolano, I go back down memory lane. You do. When I saw them in Central Park in the amphitheater entertaining when I was a little kid just before they became popular. Wow. Interesting. And, and they were just terrific, a terrific team. Jerry Lewis, a great comedian, Mr. Personality, and he was always at the Friars Club and a real gentleman. Uh, yeah, in fact, he became the, uh, I can't think of the title, where he was the head of the Friars Club. There's a, a title for that, you know. Just recently, Jerry Lewis. Right, And yes. they gave him that, uh, that title, but he was up in age. Uh, not uh, great health, but I think he was in almost 90. Oh, uh, 90. I, I believe he 90. was 90. He was 90. Yeah. And he made a great comeback, Lou. If you remember, at one point, he grew very, very heavy. Yeah. Because he had some type of problem, and they put him on steroids, and then he went off the steroids, and he looked terrific right. again. Right, yeah. He, and uh, he was fairly sharp his whole life. Well, you know, they thought he wouldn't make it. He was like 350 pounds. You exactly. know that, right? Exactly, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think he was confined to almost like a wheelchair. And then, like you said, Rich, he made a great uh, uh, recovery, and, you know, and... Uh, so many people, Rich. Who else that we that uh, we we like to uh, mention? There's well, somebody. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, Lou. It's it's incredible the people out there. Martin Landau, a great great actor, and oh. then we go to a comedian. And I go back with this comedian right. when he was working uh, in Las Vegas in a lounge act. Mm. Don Rickles. Oh, of course. And he was a funny man, a great personality. And uh, he knew how to he knew how to handle people his way, and uh, we mentioned Jerry Lewis. But I'll tell you, you know, it would be nice if we do a little touch of music with some of well, the people, that, some of the singers. We we will do that in a minute. Uh, Brian's going to settle up for you, but I just want to mention something. Sure. What you just uh, mentioned, Don Wrinkles, Wrinkles, right? Wrinkles is good. Too. Well, Wrinkles, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm looking in the mirror. So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he was over ninety. But sure. question. Yes. He was not politically correct. How did he get away with it? Right? Well, you're right. <laughs> but you see what it is, Lou? You're 100% right. That era, 
was to make fun of yourself and everybody around. Yes. You could poke fun in the audience regardless what the person looked like, whatever the color of their skin, their religion, didn't make a difference. He made it fun and everybody appreciated it. And that's it. gone. I th- oh, right? big time. That's gone. Big time. You get sued now. <laughs> you know? You're not kidding. Yeah. Don Rickles would be in a lot of trouble. But he was a personality, and even in the lounge act, and, and he was unknown at the time, really, mm. he was still a funny man making fun of somebody that was walking in, whatever it would be. The person could have a, a problem, medical problem. He'd laugh at them uh, because I, they had I, a, I a, a, a limp or something. That was the person I, he was. i got to tell you, his first movie... Or maybe a second, but it, it gave name recognition. He was interviewed. You'll like this, and people listening will like this story, too. He was in, uh, he played in the submarine, run silent, run deep, uh-huh. Burt Lancaster, wow. and Clark Cable. Hmm. There was uh, two top uh, movie stars, and Clark Cable was really the senior one over right. Burt Lancaster. So he was talking about them, and he said, uh, Burt, Burt Lancaster would say, hey, Don, Read your lines. Don't flub. Don't make a mistake. You have to do it this. You do it this way. You do it that way. And then they said, well, what did Clark Gable say to you? Let's go get a drink, kid. <laughs> Clark was smart. Yes. You know? So, I mean, that's anyway. <laughs> he, he did his way. But I remember I remember him in some Frankie Avalon movies. All those corny, yeah, he did corny some beach, beach movies. Yeah, the beach movies. Yeah. He was in there also. He always had a nice part. Uh, Nanette Fabray and that whole crew. Oh, yeah. fantastic! That uh, no, who else passed away? Rich, we uh, that you you had mentioned that. Uh, well, we can't forget you Hefner. You oh. Hefner. Was there a song for him? There's no song for you Hefner, <laughs> but I will tell you this: a lot of people sang to a lot of things that he played. But uh, right. there's a man that did terrific. But we want to go back to music. But before you go back, we have to thank you Hefner. Oh, with, without a doubt, he invented Viagra. Did he? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying. You may not be kidding. <laughs> I, may, I may not be kidding. Right. He might, he, well, either that or he had big stock in the company. Well, he did uh, a very good said. job helping people out. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Yes, Rich. The, uh, but uh, taking, uh, yeah. going over, uh, I, I would say uh, Merle Haggard, country uh-huh. singer. Country and he had, he had a speech impediment, and singing is what helped him overcome it. Mm. And he had a great song out, very American. And it goes something like this. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street. Cause we like living right and being free. Well, great, but very rich. We don't make a party. Well, did you pay attention to that? You know, smoke marijuana on uh, on Avenue D. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I was going to say we sold it, but I never did marijuana oh. ever. I never inhaled and I never did it, wow. even though, even though I was a cop. Wow, I thought uh, the president of the United States uh, never inhaled and never. All right, never. Anyway, I, I want to follow in his footsteps to yeah. a certain point. Yes, but, but Merle Haggard said it all. That's how American things were back in the day. Yeah. You know, he. I mean, when you compare it to music of today, 
That's the message he was trying to give at that time. It was a country, and it became a pop hit for everybody. What yeah. great singer? What would you think he'd be thinking now? A country western guy where they're, uh, they're legalizing marijuana in Colorado or in California? Uh, <laughs> I think he would have a different song. Uh, you would have to, right? Yeah. So, uh, but things have changed, yeah. as we know. Uh, you know, no one will believe. Even though I remember uh, to they had Lima. Legalized marijuana back in the 60s oh, and in yeah. the 50s, mm. there were people still trying to make it legal. And in some yeah. ways, uh, I believe that people went to jail for a long, long time for things that they shouldn't have back in the day. Well, they changed the uh, this uh, program they had the one year to zip they could zip the life. Right. For uh, yeah, yeah, it was but, yeah. But, but in my opinion, uh, even though marijuana they claim is going to be legal in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. I still believe, in my mind, I'm yeah. not saying everybody should, that it leads to other things, and that's the problem. Well, the, again, that would be another show, and thousand percent right. Uh, who else, Rich? Uh, so many people. I, I, uh, by the way, I'm, uh, this is Lou Talano. My, I mentioned, I keep saying Richie. It's Richie Ornstein, the producer, director for the late and great icon Joe Franklin. And by the way, uh, Joe Franklin was on the show with Richie. And I think Rich wasn't Joe Franklin. His last show was sitting. I hate to say this, where you're sitting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. His he celebrated his 65th anniversary. Yeah, right here on WGBB with Lou Talano on Streetwise, mm. and uh, it, it was just great. He loved it, and that, wow. and you were one of his last people that he had as a guest on his radio right. show. Right, he interviewed me. Yeah, yeah you were one of the that last guests, and this marks the third anniversary of his passing. On oh. uh, January 24th, which is coming up. Yeah, I, I was fortunate to have uh, uh, you with him for so many years, but I could say he interviewed me. I know I interviewed him, too. That was, yeah, who else could say that, you know? It's true. So, and keep in mind, he was in the Guinness Book of World Records for the yeah. most interviews. And, uh, and, and you bring me down memory lane when Whitey Ford was talking to Mickey Mantle saying, do you realize that... Joe Frank could fill every seat in Yankee Stadium six times mm. with every guest that he had on the show. Wow. And there were approximately 56,000 seats. Let me say this. Hey, what's up, Doc? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Lou, you got another job. I know. I'm imitating, actually, the uh, the voice uh, of Bugs Bunny. Uh, he passed away. He, he was doing uh, 50 years of... Uh, Bugs Bunny, Joe, I hope I pronounced his last name uh, correct, Adamson, yeah, Joe Adamson, for half a century, he was, hey, what's up, Doc? Oh, you do it great, so, you do yeah, it great. Yeah, and tribute to him, too, and uh, 99 years old, so uh, I imagine several generations uh, you and, know Bugs Bunny. And it's still around. Yeah, and it's still around, so... Yeah, Rich, some some other colorful character or somebody who's did a nice well, music that you, you can't yeah. forget. Not music, but uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh yeah, actress, very good. Yeah, she was a great actress, and then she was a terrific show, and it was out there for a long, long, long time. Was that the Mary Tyler Moore show? That also? is correct. That yeah. is correct. Yes. Yes. So I'm um, trying to see how old she was. Uh, well, anyway. And that's all she was. She was only 80 years old, Rich. I yes. Why? Uh, yep. Okay. I, uh, for some reason, because she was doing the show in the 60s and 70s, you know, and around before that, you know. Well, they started out young. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mary Tyler Moore. She's gone, too. And mm, heavy year for 
every year for some people and, and you know, likable people as well. Oh, without a doubt. But, you know, here's, here's one very interesting person. She's known for Touched by an Angel, Delores. Mm. But Delores, when it goes back, people don't realize, especially today, that she had a fabulous voice and she was a big singer. And, uh, and, and big, too. Oh, she was a big lady. Yes, that's <laughs> big true. Singer, that's Della true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But here's a little touch of Delores. Ask, yes. Oh, pew. One of the songs, Rich, great. Your favorite kind of music. And that reminds me, dear, of you. I see these summer roses. Your favorite shade of roses. And that reminds me, too. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Rich. Great, great memory of uh, the great. Della Della Reeves. She sang Eptide. She oh, did that's a great. Right. She did a great uh, rendition of Eptide as well. But, but you, you, know. you know, it's amazing, Lou, that people today would know "Touched by an Angel." Yes. They would have no idea that that that's Della Reeves. Yes, yes, multi-talented lady. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, I- I'm glad that we in- included her. You know, and, and great, great music. So, uh, well, 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 listen, she's touched by an angel now. That's true. Uh, yeah, who else, Rich, that, uh, so, so some other people made some great, great, uh, oh, what about, you want a, a little rock and roll, maybe, uh, was it? You want to play a little rock and roll? Well, what was it, Chuck Berry? Who do you have? No, you had somebody, uh, well, well, who else you had next? I uh, forget. I'd love to hear yeah. a handsome guy, not as good looking as Lou Talano. Oh, jeez. Uh, Glenn Campbell. Glenn oh. Campbell, fantastic voice. Very talented man. Yeah. And he left us this past year. I'm a lineman mm. for the county. And I drive the main road. Wow. Searching in the sun for another overload. I hear you singing in the wire. Beautiful choice, Rich. I can hear yeah. you the Actually, that's also a love song when you listen to the words. That's right. Uh, yeah, a little, uh, yeah, it's sort of a little sad. He's trying to get back to his, his girlfriend. Right, uh, Viola. Yeah. <laughs> well, today, maybe boyfriend. <laughs> Lou, you're right. You I'm know, not going to go any further. Good stuff. We're at WGBB. I ain't going to say any more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but he also had another very big hit by the time I get to Phoenix. Wow. Yeah, and he was a great actor also. He did a he lot did. of movies. Yeah. And a young man and great, great talent, handsome. And was very, very polite. Every, I never met him, but everybody that met him said he was terrific. You know, he was uh, actually diagnosed the year he died as having uh, full senility. Did you know that? Right, I heard about it, yes. Yeah, he was able to do a couple of shows. Mm-hmm. And his last show, you would never know he had senility because he went up there and he did all the songs, the Lyman song that he right. just, you know, just played. And he was able to do all his top songs, but when he got off the stage, they had to help him. Wow! And and then they they had to take him home and driving, but he still had that somewhere in that brain. He carried all his music, and and you say, wow, this guy's not uh, senile, but the music was there while actually he was losing it, and he lost everything last year. Yeah, yeah it was a shame. Uh, a talented mm. guy, but they said something similar about Frank Sinatra. 
They said mm. when you gave him the microphone, he was right on the money. Yeah, he could remember all his words and songs, but then he would have problems afterwards. Yeah, you know? I guess so. Uh, but it's mm. funny in show business because I remember being with Joe Franklin all that time. We go to different places where people weren't able to talk or walk or anything. They put the microphone in front of them, and they just rattled everything off like you'd, nothing was ever a matter. You know, oh, yeah, amazing. it comes, comes natural. Is that right, yeah. yes. And, uh, well, Joe Franklin was like that. Joe Franklin, everywhere you... Yeah, I mean, several times I was with him, sure. with you, of course, and put the microphone in front of him, and he goes back... 80 years, 90 years, I don't know. Almost 90, uh, almost 90. 90 but I right. mean talking about people for over half a century ago. And and Is one it? thing, Lou, you got to remember, that was BG. And that's not Brian Graves. Oh, that's before Google. Oh. Before Google. You got to remember, today, Lou, we could all look smart. You want to look up something, you Google it. Oh, and it can find out the history of anything or right. anything. Joe Franklin knew everything because there was no Google back in the day. That's if true. If you were his guest, he'd know, oh, this was uh, this was uh, the Lone mm. Ranger in Tanto, Lutalano. He worked over here. Yeah. He did this. He did that. He was really, really sharp with that stuff. Wow. All those people were also. I, I thought they, because he's been around so long, Joe Franklin, people thought he was a lot older than 90. Maybe he was. But, but, but I don't know. That's, a, that's a, again, mystery sort of, I would think. But but he started in his, as a teenager. Yeah, but do you know who said the same thing as you? Who's that? Joe Franklin. Uh, oh, yes. He's been around so long. <laughs> he said, people think I'm 100 years old. Yes. Or he says, because he started out with the make-believe ballroom, Martin yeah. Block of the make-believe ballroom, mm. and it was in the uh, mid-40s. Mid right. And that's when he started out. And he was playing music. He was told to play music that um, it would, they would pick out anything. He'd say, play right. Guy Lombardo, play this one. Mm. He didn't even know what he was pulling out. And then he had an opportunity. Martin Block said, I got 15 minutes. I want you to have your own show, mm. but don't play anything that I play. So he would go out and buy records that were hits. And he'd go into a store and he'd buy a record. Then he'd put it on the radio and then he would go into his Joe Franklin act. Right. This is very rare. No one has this record. He goes back to the same store to buy it for 50 cents. The right. guy says, I want $5. He says, why? Well, hey, that guy Joe Franklin says it's very rare. <laughs> he built his own memorabilia business. But but that's wow. the way he claims he started out. You know, when you say Joe Franklin was BG around so long, I thought that meant before God. <laughs> Yeah. Same thing. Well, Brian Graves <laughs> says the same thing. Well, <laughs> wow. So, yeah, and some other entertainers, uh, Rich, that you uh, we talked about that made some great music and they'll never be forgotten because of their music. Oh, I'll tell you. Uh, here's one that I always liked. It was always a team. Louis Prima and Keely oh, Smith. Keely Smith passed And Keely left us this year. Black magic has me in the smell. Slice the fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes leave mine. So we can save that next year. We have Chuck Berry and and, uh, that's down 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 I go. Like a leaf caught in the tire. I should stay away, but what can I do? I hear your name and I'm a flame. Flame! Burn in his eye! Let only you kiss. Put out the fire! Wow, great, great, great. That's she singing with uh, the 
famous Louis Prima. Without a doubt. I yeah. think that was her husband at one time. At one time, and she went on her own. She was uh, passed away 89 years old. Another uh, icon from the uh, 40s. You know that group, Louis Prima, that old black magic? Sure. Was, and uh, sh- she was considered a jazz singer. You really? Know? Yeah. She, uh, But she had her own style, if you recall. She would just be... It was sexy, but yet it was very subtle, if you recall. I don't know. She's 89, I don't know if you recall. Oh, I, I, I sure <laughs> do. I remember seeing them on TV. They were yes. great. Yes. They were great. Yes, Kelly Smith, tribute to her yeah, as well. she was terrific. Mm. And we can't forget a great fighter. He didn't sing, did he? Well, <laughs> he made people He made people sing. <laughs> yes. And if he sang and he said, how do you like it? Uh, Jake LaMotta, you sound great. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jake LaMotta, he was terrific. Yeah. There was the Jake LaMotta story. By That's right. Bob De Niro played him. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's the, uh, the only thing Bob De Niro did good in his life was play Jake LaMotta. Well, actually, he it. did. Uh, actually, I, I can't say he's he was talented. He's changed quite yeah, a bit. He, he but changed politically, but... Uh, yes, but, but a good actor in his day. Yeah, absolutely great. Jake Lamont, how old was he, Jake Lamont? Did he, uh, actually, I, I but think, he got to be 90. 90 yeah. yes, yes. He was from that era of Rocky Graziano, not uh, Marshall. Sure, sure. Sugar Ray Robinson. Yes. That was a, a great... Uh, uh, Emil Griffith. That was a great era of uh, top middle... Welterweights fighters and and that time I think he was uh, light heavy or middle I can't middleweight he was a middleweight I believe he was yeah the raging bull yeah that was the movie the raging yes. bull yeah yeah mm. very good fighter and great man and people that knew him said he was a little strange but very good well, you got hit in the head by by Trigger and Robinson and the best in those days I mean you got to be a little strange in the head hey look I get hit head <laughs> with by Lou, I get hit by Lou <laughs> Talano when I can't think well so. <laughs> Yeah, but he was great. Great fighter, and, and he was terrific. And Glenn Fry, Glenn Fry, comedian, he was very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was a funny man. And and um, we can't forget, let's make a deal. Wow. Monty Hall. Monty Hall. You, you, they're showing those uh, let's make a deal now, and uh, they're bringing back all those movies, those shows from the 50s, you know. Uh, trying to guess who the guest is. I can't think right. of that show. And uh, let's make a deal. Yeah, all those uh, uh, shows that you won't see anymore. So, hmm, interesting. So, yeah. uh, but but, but w- when we go down memory lane and we start to look at the people that are gone, uh, we'll go to baseball now. Well, how about one more music? Don't you have? Don't, don't you have? Uh, Chuck, oh. you have Chuck Berry and you, Rich. Uh, how am I going to forget? How can we forget Chuck? Uh, Chuck was fabulous, right? And here's one of his greatest songs. Go ahead, and then I'll tell you a little story about Chuck. Very good. Wow, great. I thought, hey, Rich, what happened to Maybelline? 
Oh, you want Maybelline? Well, no, okay, that's good. But he did uh, oh, he Maybelline, did. too. And so they, actually, he was uh, nicknamed the uh, father of rock, uh, rock and roll. You know, yes. But one of the, one of the uh, early innovators of rock and roll, I would say. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, Lou, yeah. uh, going down memory lane, Alan Freed, do you remember the name Alan Freed? Yeah. Alan Murray Freed, the K, Alan Freed, of course. Alan Freed was the first one. He yes, actually before Murray the K. He made yeah. the, the uh, name rock and roll popular. That was mm. supposed to be having sex back in the day, <laughs> and he called it rock and roll. Right. That became the music name <laughs> back in the day. And I remember him having a show in the Paramount in Manhattan. The Manhattan Paramount, yeah. right? And yeah. the show consisted of Chuck Berry, right, Fats Domino, Paul Anka, oh. Neil Sedaka, Little Richard, um, Lee Andrews and the Hearts, which had a song "Try the Impossible," yes. Teardrops, Joanne Campbell, and many, many others. Wow! And this was one show, Lou. I know. Each one wound up being able to do their own. Their own show. Well, Alan Freed started that. Without Alan Freed had all those rock and roll singers, and not only the the groups he had the like you said the solo singers. Alan Freed started, then he got caught up in that scandal. Pay for you know, yeah, pay to get promoted on uh, Push Your Record, and he got caught up in that. But saying that, he discovered a lot of good people. Oh, he you was know? incredible. He was incredible. Yeah. And and he actually made the music as we know it yeah. today, not rap and everything like that. Oh, but I he know. brought the music that we know people would he be did. hanging out on Broadway so Alan Freed would be passing by and the group would get right. together and start to do up. He yeah. was just terrific and he had Sam the Man Taylor mm. was his background music over there. Right. But when you think about a show, each one of the people that were in his show became superstars over the years. And are still working on it, wow. like Neil Sedak is working and Paul Anka. Wow. Uh, just incredible. We'll be back. I know. We'll, we'll be back. We'll okay. be back. Richie Ornstein, my uh, top guest, and uh, and uh, anyway, and host. We'll be right back. Don't go away. we got more great people. How lovely it was. We who could laugh over big things. This is WGBB AM 1240 and W240 DF FM 95.9 Freeport, New York. Imagine a time when no one person has Parkinson's disease, is debilitated by a stroke, and no family suffers the tragedy of Alzheimer's. Some of the best minds in America are doing more than imagining. The American Brain Foundation is seeking to find cures. Where life without brain disease isn't just something we can imagine, it's something we can know. Join Kevin Sorbo in the fight to cure brain disease. For more information, visit AmericanBrainFoundation.org. We served our country like those before us. It was a dangerous era. All of Vietnam was dangerous. The carnage of war left an indelible mark on me. We came back and built lives. As time went on, we faced new challenges and found support to handle them. I went to the VA, talked to my doctor. I started doing groups. I started doing one-on-one counseling. At MakeTheConnection.net, you can hear our stories and find tools and services available to you. Are we back? Well, we're back. We're back here, and we're talking about, we're paying tribute. When I say we, uh, me and Richie Ornstein, the former uh, three decades with the Late and great radio and TV icon Joe Franklin, and what we're doing, which I do every year, and the last few years I've been doing it with Richie Ornstein, and uh, 
just paying tribute to some of the people that we've lost that many of us know for so many years, actors, singers, entertainers, sports figures, and people like that. We have someone else, some uh, musical entertainer, Rich. Oh, yes. Oh. You're going to love this one. Okay. This one is Fats right. Domino. <laughs> and, and, and I, it, I love little, it already. A little trivia, a little trivia. Uh, yeah. Ernest Evans was the real name of Chubby Checker. Right. And they say that Dick Clark gave mm-hmm. him the idea of taking his name because right. Chubby Checker or Ernest Evans loved Fats Domino. So uh-huh. he said, instead of Fats, we'll call you Chubby. Instead of Very a Domino, good. we'll call you Checker. Ah. And that's how he became Chubby Checker, the king of the twist. Very good. Back in the day. Back in the day. But, but here's a little bit oh. of the great one. Fats right Domino. Richie, great. The great Fats, Fats Domino. You know, they, they gave a lot of nicknames to a lot of, uh, like you said, just which, just in case the audience didn't catch that. I'd like to hear that again, how Fats Domino uh, got his name, and his name was really Evans? No, no, that was Chubby Checker. Chubby Checkers. Got his name uh, from, from Dick Clark. Dick Clark. Right. Right. Who, Chubby Checker, right. Ernest Evans, his real Ernest, name, right. from Philadelphia, liked Fats Domino, uh-huh. so he suggested, let's call you, meaning Ernest Evans, right. Chubby Checker, right. after Fats Can't Domino. Can't be two Fats. <laughs> Maybe they could be right. <laughs> Fats Walla. I mean, there's Not a lot of Fats, but, but as far as it goes, yeah, both very talented because Chubby Checker actually started the twist back then. He's just about 80 years old now, and he's still doing great, yeah. still doing his twist. Lost a lot of weight. Did. Looks good. Now they call him Skinny Domino. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, but uh, he's doing great, but very talented people. And as we said, Lou, when you go down memory lane, talking about all the people that we played just now in the music and the people that passed away, uh, the talent was incredible. Oh, it, it just goes on. It's like watching Shirley Temple. The little girls today mm. still think Shirley Temple's around, the same as Judy Garland right. uh, when they see Wizard of Oz. Correct. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so. uh, some other actors that uh, people know, and a young guy, when I say young, uh, considering the people that we're talking about, uh, 90 or, or better, is uh, David Cassidy. Oh, yes. 67 years old. Yeah. And was was that unexpected, or was he sick or something? Uh, you know, he just... Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but he was a talented young man, that's for sure. He, he's, by the way, he was, a, he was the lead singer of the Partridge family. That's you know, right. Remember that? Yes. And he was also one of those from the era of the 50s with the heartthrobs. You mentioned Frankie Avalon. Right. Fabian and, and that group. Yeah. So you were there. he was part of that group. I'm not too sure. I know he did pass away. I'm not sure. But... Uh, the other guy. Oh, well, it's a character. Talk about characters. Uh, golly! Who was that, Rich? Come on, you gotta know who he is. <laughs> I'm not Joe Franklin. I'm only his assistant. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Jim Neighbors. Oh, wow. You're right. Yes. Right. Goma Pyle. God, yeah. Right, yeah, that was yeah. his favorite line. Yeah, right? he, he was terrific. What, what a comedian. And I believe he was a Marine. 
back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I don't go any further than that. Yeah, he was a Marine. He was also, you know what? Yeah, good Marine. Yes, yeah, he was a good Marine. I, I know. But, uh, yeah, he was... Uh, hey, uh, they all They all had the, whatever they had to do. Well, I don't want to say that. But anyway, he uh, he was 87 years old. Right. Yeah. Very talented man. He, he did that, uh, the Goma Pile, which was on the, uh, take off on the military. Right. And that right. Was, so, yeah, that was... Uh, and also a very good singing voice. I heard him sing on a few shows. Yeah, but he was favorite. Uh, let's see. I, you know, something, just just that, yeah, you're right. He was in the Marine Corps, and uh, I didn't know that. Uh, Andy, what's his name? Uh, Andy, no, oh, no, he Andy played Griffith? with Andy Griffith. Right. Yeah, he was on, yeah. I'm just but Don saying. Nuts was Andy Griffith's uh, sidekick. Absolutely. But but, but uh, he would make his cameo on occasions there. Well, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, it's a shame because so many people that you and I know, uh, well, a lot y- of people don't. You can't don't forget Batman. Yes, the original TV spoof Batman. Adam correct? West. Adam West, yeah. What a personality. And on a personal <laughs> level, Adam West used to work out in my brother's health club in Pacific Bay. Pacific Palisades, California. Oh. And he said, what a gentleman. He said he was so good that he had to be on the show at a certain time. He gave him his own key to come in the club when he wanted to. Amazing. And he said the same personality that he had on Batman, he had in real life. He said that was him. He was a character, a fun guy, loved people, and he enjoyed himself and had a great time. Mm. You mentioned Monty Hall, didn't you, Rich? Monty Hall, let's make a deal, sure. He yeah, was great. You did mention him, right? I'm yeah, he, to, he uh, was great. He was there's great. so many people, a lot of people don't even know we could we have a... Oh, that, Dean Merrill. Oh, excellent. Right, and Lola Albright. Very good. How about the fantastic lady from, I think she was with the Daily News for a million years, or, oh, or no, it was the New York Post, Liz Smith. She had her own column. Liz Smith, yeah. yeah. She was a powerhouse. She was yeah. like a female Walter Winchell, if anybody remembers the name Absolutely. of Walter Winchell, because Joe Franklin used to say, if you got into Walter Winchell's column, he could either make you or break you. Mm. In other words, if he mentioned your name, that you have a song out, or you're going to be starring in a show, or radio, or TV, whatever it would be, or a movie, when he put you in there, it was there. And if he put his thumb on you, he could hurt you. Well, I, I was just with Liz Smith, uh, you know, at a group at the Gotham Comedy Club just two years ago. Right. You know, and she seemed, uh, well, she's obviously up in age. Sure. But uh, she seemed to, to be still with it. You know? Oh, yeah. She was working all the way through. You're right. She, in fact, she did her column. You know, she did her, her, her column right after that. And she was still writing, like you said. She's she's like the Walter, did you say Walter Winchell? Yeah, well, she would be like those, the female yeah. Walter Winchell. Because t- today, the, with the Internet and Google and everything that's going on with wow. Facebook and Twitter and Bitter and all that, People could become their own little stars. But mm. back in the day, you only had certain way of publicizing either newspaper, magazine, radio, or TV. That was it. Wow. So she was very, very popular and very powerful. When she mentioned you, it was like uh, a goddess. Wow. I, you know, I want to mention the name because it, that's, it goes back to world. It goes back to that era, or even before it goes back to, to World War Two. You know, uh, during World War Two, when... Uh, Japan invaded the Philippines. Right. Right. Uh, the Japanese made the uh, Filipinos and the Americans do a death march. Right. Right. Uh, back to Patan did a movie on it. And uh, 
it, it sort of uh, the, only the strong survived. And, uh, by the way, that's the name of a song, also, right? Yes. They uh, was was called the Death March, and one of the Filipinos uh, soldiers of that time that uh, uh, he just passed away. He was and. It was called the Bataan Death March. It symbolized thousands of unheralded Filipinos who fought alongside American forces during uh, World War II. He was 100 years old. And uh, Ramon Ricaldo, I just want to shout out to him, one of the last survivors of the Bataan Death March. Uh, they, they did a movie on that, I'm trying to think, with Anthony Quinn. Uh-huh. I think Anthony Quinn played this guy, by the way. This right. This... this uh, Filipino uh, soldier and Anthony Quinn was uh, you know one of the he played a Filipino soldier during World War II in the time right. death march anyway Ramon Rugal I gotta pronounce this right and me of all people can't pronounce this the Pinoy <laughs> no, Filipino name Rigalado from uh, the Patan death march that's one a shout out you know World War II tough war gotta show respect obviously and he was one of the last survivors of that terrible Death March. Sticking with World War Two, by the way. Uh, I'm trying to think. This guy, oh my God, Jerry Yellen. He he uh, he he was a World War Two, and he uh, he was you know even though he was in, in the Air Force, he was not. Let's see, was he? A, he was not a pilot. Oh yeah, he was a pilot. I thought he was like a gunner's mate because they had yes. gunner's mates. He was a fighter uh, pilot. He was 19 years old, and he just uh, passed away. Uh, Jerry Yellen. He I, I think he broke a record in the, involved in the most uh, combat situations in World War II. He was called the wingman. I was right. He was called the wingman. In other words, he was like a gunner that, right. you know, they had gunners on top of the plane in case mm-hmm. the fighters attack you from the, you know. Right. Uh, on the, and then they had from the rear of the plane. And you had, and he was, uh, I guess, in the Navy called a gunner's mate. But he was uh, a rear gunner. He... Uh, Jerry Yellen, he just passed away, another World War II uh, hero. So, uh, interesting, you know, when, anyway, who else, Rich, that we can pay tribute to? There was so many well, people. Well, Roy, Roy Holiday, baseball player, he was 40 years old. Wow. Yep, and uh, he was a great, great pitcher. Wow. Fantastic pitcher. What happened with him, 40 years uh, old? I don't recall what happened to him. Mm. But it was uh, devastating because I think he won two Cy Young Awards. Wow. And um, he was able to throw a no-hitter. I think Don Lawson was the only one that did it during a uh, World Series. Wow. But he was a great ball player, um, Roy Holiday. And I can't forget our good friend Gene Stick Michaels of the New York Yankees passed away. And he was a fantastic man. He was a coach, a ball player, manager. He was one of the people that were the key to the team putting together because he was like um, one of the people that went out looking for the new players, and he was able to put together a fantastic team. Wow. And a great man, a lot of personality, love cops. Everybody liked Great him. people. Yes. Well, yeah. you, I think you knew him personally. You had, yes, I yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Very uh, nice man. Yeah. This other guy, by the way, you, you had mentioned Raging Bull before. Right. Oh sure. Now th- there was another actor in there uh, who passed away. He uh, tr- he, he played a gangster. Uh, he uh, he played a gangster in the Raging Bull, and then he played uh, 
Tony, by the way, Tony, the guy played Tony Soprano uh, on the uh, on the Sopranos, eighty years old, right? One of the actors from there. He was also in the Raging Bull. Uh-huh. It's the same uh, same actor, uh, Frank Vincent. So, oh yeah, Frank Vincent, great actor. Yeah, so he passed away also. And trying to think of so many people that uh, that we that were lost last year. A lot of young people too. Oh, incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and then we get a, a person that I hate to even mention his name uh, because he was treacherous killer, uh, and he should have been. This should have happened, in my opinion, a long time ago. Oh, Charles Manson. Well, that's a tribute. Not a tribute. Not I a mean, tribute. a tribute a is to us that he, <laughs> yeah, yes, that he's gone, and we think about the millions and millions of dollars Charles, spent yeah. to keep this guy alive after the tragedies that he had and the people that followed him. And he was 83, yeah. and you think about all the time he's been in jail since the late 60s. I believe. 69. Yeah, 69, right. 69, he's been in, in yeah. jail. And and, yeah. and the government spent that much money keeping him alive all this time. Right, and he, and he said, you know, how many people don't make it to that age, oh, right? without a doubt. And here, here's a guy with his, uh, you know, uh, there's an old expression, uh, an old uh, priest of mine that I knew from the low east side. Yes. When... Uh, we say, how come this guy's living so long? Nobody likes him. He's a bad guy. He's an evil guy. And he would say, God doesn't want him. <laughs> Good point. I like that man. You know? So <laughs> I like him. He's right. So who He's knows? Right. right? Yes. But, so. but just a tragic uh, person that, that had a long time. Yeah, we have to mention them because, yeah, yeah you know. And what it, the government spent on a person like that, that's the sad part. When they could be helping out people in other countries and people that can't even live over here, that can't make their rent or food. And, th- and then there's a few other people. That mm. One guy that was great, a sportscaster, Bob Wolf. He was fantastic, 96 years old. Bob Wolf was, a, you know, he goes back to Babe Ruth. You know that? You're right. You're right. He goes back to Babe Ruth, Bob Wolf. He was a sportscaster right here on Long Island for years on the News 12. Rich. Very good. Very you good. You know that? Yeah. And, yeah, they... they uh, it's, he's been around so long, and people went, wow, he's still around. He's Well, how old was he, in late 90s, Rich? 96. Yeah. But a great man, and he was one of the people that called Don Lawson's perfect game the no-hitter. Wow. You know, and uh, uh, and he knew his baseball. And, you know, uh, Lou Talano, when we go back down memory lane, as you mentioned, Channel 12, and I'd be watching him, and I'm saying the man is in his 90s, and he's sharp as a tack. Wow. He was really on the money. He, he was, was just great. Yes. He was just great. Uh, I'm just thinking, you know who he interviewed in his lifetime? Joe DiMaggio, besides Babe Ruth. You wow. Know, Mickey Mantle. Mm. We could go out. All the, all the, the people, the, you, which since, of course, you were, uh, you played sort of pro yourself. You almost got into it. You were close. <laughs> and, it, hey, listen, they were, they were on all these teams. It was, it was tough in those days. You, you know, you're right. It was so it, tough to get even in. If you were on a farm team, you were great. You just said Imagine it. Imagine that. You just said if it. You made it to the farm team. And there was only eight teams in each league. Imagine that. Yeah. And, and you got to remember, it was a different baseball, different bat. The, the fields were longer. Uh, you know, everything was different, but I guess this is the changing of our times. And it it's is supposed it's, to be uh, like well, that. I guess it's about it's about money, you know. <laughs> you just said it's it all. Commercials <laughs> and, and money and uh, so many, so many uh, the different things that uh, you know. Wow. So I'm trying to think. There was uh, some of these other people that people you might not know, but if you mention, uh, just just this is just uh, a side note, you know, in the. Uh, Inside the uh, 
Godzilla films. Remember the Godzilla, the Japanese sure. movies? Loved it. Okay. The guy who played Godzilla passed away. <laughs> right. The guy who was in the rubber suit. Uh, uh, Nakijama. I like that guy. Yes. He was the one, you know, I, I listen to all those movies that, you know, that's, uh, everything, the buildings knocked down, they look like little toy home houses, yes. remember? <laughs> and, but he was the actor who played, uh, Godzilla. It just, uh, <laughs> it, it was great for his time. I, I don't know if we mentioned uh, the Gong Show, Chuck Barris. No, we didn't mention that. Chuck Barris was eighty-seven, mm. and he was the host of the Gong Show. He created the dating game and the uh, newlywed game. Mm. Uh, very talented man. Very talented man. Wow. Yeah, he, he was just something else. Did you know that MTV had a show unplugged? I'm not too familiar with. MTV was a popular show. This is uh, one of the actors there. Uh, they died by he got actually died by struck by a, a car. Sixty five year old uh, co creator of MTV's uh, Unplugged. That was the name of the show, right? You know, on uh, should believe this. I'm trying to think, and I, I just don't. It's um, I'm trying to think. It's, oh, Jim Burns. That was his name, right? Yeah. I remember the name. Sure. Yeah. So he he was on that, and that was uh, a new, one of those new uh, movies uh, uh, movies for television that just uh, came out, and he uh, passed away. There's some local people that we want to, you know, uh, some people ask me to mention because it's, it's Long Island, and uh, just some local people not everybody would know, but there was uh, the fire chief, a Vietnam War vet from Lindbrook, right. Robert Skitkovic. Mm-hmm. Sitkovic, yeah, he was a uh, fire chief of uh, Lindbrook. I don't know how he passed away, but somebody asked me to uh, give a shout out, pay a little respect for the guy who was a fire chief of Lindbrook for for many, many, many years. And uh, Robert Robert Sitkovic, Nassau County, of course, right, uh, Long Island, and you know, tribute to uh, the fire chief. Just some local people that had asked asked us, Rich, to mention this young kid. Who they they said he would never make it past six months. He did make it to sixteen years old. He had, and he, he went through high school. Uh, Joey Matt uh, Manica, sixteen of uh, was a freshman at uh, Huntington High School. He you know he was born very small. Right. Obviously you know he, he was. Uh, he just uh, passed passed away uh, at sixteen years old. They said he would make it to, to six months, and he. He did the, I, you know, he had this uh, complication, and uh, obviously he he was sick, and and but his family stuck with him, and a little tribute to Joey Monica from Huntington High School, who's they said he would make it to six months, and he's uh, 16 years old, extremely. Uh, he he was a down born with Down syndrome, right? Yeah, so but a lot of Down syndrome people do live to. To you know, to mature age. Oh yeah, it's it's all yeah, it's all in the hands. So. And we can't forget Barbara Cook. Oh yes, she was eighty nine years old. Well, now we have to pay. We 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 mentioned uh, Detective McDonald, of course. Sam oh yeah. McDonald. And do you know we got to pay special tribute to one hundred rich, one hundred and twenty five. Police officers, law enforcement officers, who gave, who 
were murdered in the line of duty throughout America last year. Right. 125, and nine of them were females. Hmm. You know? So we lost 120. Who died in the line of duty? Right. You know? In uh, 2017, you know, uh, New York State itself last year, we lost nine in the whole state. That's nine a lot. law enforcement people that died in the line of duty. Three right here in New York City, Rich. I recall. Yeah, three in New York City. And these are all line of duty police officers. So, uh, you know, obviously our condolences to the 125 police officers throughout the country. Uh, the nine from New York State. And uh, one of those females that, you know, she just came back from maternity leave, just had a brand new baby out west somewhere. Right. You know, and the usual, when you stop a car, you never know who you're stopping. You exactly. Know? People say, well, all they do is stop cars. All yeah, they do is stop cars, give out summonses. People don't realize, you know, because naturally a cop isn't there to stop you to tell you you won the lottery. Right. So, He's stopping cars to give out summonses, not to make money, because he's trying to prevent accidents. Yeah. People that are driving erratically. Somebody's telling me the other day, why do cops give out summonses? Do they got to give out? So I stand on a corner and just tell me what you see as a civilian, how many people are doing something wrong. Well, I saw somebody almost hit somebody yesterday. Mm. Somebody made a wrong turn on light. Someone didn't have their lights on. That's why the cops are there. They're not there to terrorize you. They're there to keep you safe. Right. And sometimes it, it's interpreted the wrong way that they're out to grab everybody, which is not true. Yeah. Actually, we know that. You so, know, it's just one of say, But these people gave their lives helping others that were uh, that were actually uh, people yeah. that they never knew. Yeah. You know? Again, a special tribute. Uh, the 125 police officers that died in the line of duty in the United States of America in 2017, and the nine right here in the state of New York. Right. And, you know, and plus, we can't does, forget the firefighters yeah. that are out there also. Right, absolutely. And, and the emergency oh, workers. We lost, yeah. We lost, uh, you know, we didn't have that down. We lost a bunch of firefighters, too. Oh, yes. Obviously. Yes. You know? Yeah. And yeah. that's throughout the country. In New York, we know what happens, yeah. but throughout the country. And the fires have been outrageous because of the weather uh, and people using the heaters and things that are going on that's incredible today. Yeah, make incredible. sure people, you have your smoke alarms in your house, you know, and uh, be careful. And one of the things they tell you, if there's a fire in your building, you have to lock your doors, shut your doors. You exactly. Know? exactly. People, you know, and uh, anyway, uh, uh, Rich, I, I tell you, it was... Uh, we we have to do these shows. Some of it is sad, and, and, and you know, and we miss a lot of these people, especially the young people and the ones that left their music that will be around us forever. You know, uh, they made their contribution, and uh, I think we covered it with this. This there was, you know, there, it's just, it's sad because there's so many people that we could mention that. Uh, that are not known or well known. Exactly. That uh, you know, I, I've I, the people that call me, they they mentioned they mentioned so many d different names to mention, but I I don't know. Just not everybody knows these people. I'm sad, you know. I'm sorry to say that, but uh, but you, you know, Lou, you know, just what you're saying. There was a Rose Marie, 94 years old. She started a career as Baby Rosemary on radio. Oh. In vaudeville. In the 1920s and 30s. And uh, she reached the wildest audience back in that day. 
She starred on the Dick Clark on the Dick Van Dyke mm. Show uh, from 1961 to 1966. Rosemary, 94 years old, and we also can't forget Jimmy Breslin, the journalist who was oh, 88 oh, years I old. Jimmy Breslin, yes. Jimmy, that's right. Jimmy was uh, talking about people that wrote columns. That's right. Yeah, yes. he was very controversial. He wasn't a friend. Of, you know, he wasn't a friend of the of the police. You know that. Of course, I knew. Yeah, it. you you do know that. <laughs> but believe it you or know. not, I met him on the Joe Franklin show, right. and naturally, he was a gentleman over there. Right. But uh, we have uh, people out oh, there yeah. that just don't understand until well, they need them. Well, uh, you could criticize until you're in trouble, and I, that's when it counts. Well, in my lifetime, I met him seven times. In my lifetime, you know, yes, and all those seven times he was drunk. <laughs> it was habit, as but you would say. It, it, as you would say, it was habit. Well, no, <laughs> at least you know it was him. <laughs> it wasn't an impersonator. I know, but it was. But you know, he uh, was okay then. You know, right? But when you read this column, you hate this guy. You know, yeah. especially if you're in law enforcement or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he, he was a strange you know? guy. He was yeah. a strange guy. But I got to tell people about Lou Tolano. You know, uh, in the police department. I'm still here. I'm still around. Uh, I know, no, I know. Well, but this okay, is like a tribute, a tribute to Lou. You scored me. I, I, I that, thought that, I, I that, didn't look at the obituary column. No, 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 no. But this okay, is going to be okay. a little history that in the police department, the highest award you could ever get is the Medal of Honor. Very, very, very few people ever get that award. And Lou Talano received mm. that a little while back from Mayor Lindsay. And I'll tell you, Lou, it's something that... We are proud to know you because that was an incredible thing that happened back in the day. Right. Thank and, you, and, and I understand it better than most because being out there, you see what happens with people. And very few people accept that award that are around. So that's I was going to say that. You know, <laughs> you're saying it because, thank God, I'm, oh, I'm still here. Usually, you know, it's very sad because the majority of people I get that award it's are be, gone. Be, right. Posthumously. Precisely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... You know, I can tell you come from the lower east side. You always use that word precisely. Well, I went to Seward Park High School. <laughs> one of these days you're going to have to explain that to how, what exactly, uh, what it means. I'll exactly <laughs> tell you, but don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> well, <laughs> you imagine that avenue D, I'm not going to mention where yes. they're doing, and you use words like precisely. Undo with the belief. I like that word. Yeah, I you can't go that, that far, Lou. Undo with the belief. That's <laughs> I only found out at NYU. Right. I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich, it was a pleasure. You know, and Lou Tolano, thank you for having me. I yeah. really am honored that you thought about me, and I love the show mm-hmm. and everything that you do. And you people out there, you know, obviously we thank all these people that we lost last year. Thanks for their memories. You're right. And thank you, Richard Ornstein. Lou Tolano, thanks for listening to Streetwise. And I'll catch you later. No tears, no fun. Hooray for us Strictly Andrew New Darling, how are you? And how are all those little dreams That never did come You've been listening to Streetwise on the station that serves your community, WGBB AM 1240.